Welcome back to Gamby Lessons in Leadership. I'm your host, Mike Dimmick. This is our series of conversations with leaders of the Global Aftermarket Marketing and Brand Division. And joining us today is Parts Director Cho Nguyen. And Cho, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate glad to be here. Time. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. You are on the verge of launching the e-commerce platform for parts. How, how groundbreaking is that? You know, I would say that uh, for Caterpillar, it's quite groundbreaking. Uh, but for the industry, we're very used to buying online. Uh, but if you think about coming out of SPC last August, uh, when the EO made the decision for us to launch a, a re uh, an e-commerce site with direct fill from Caterpillar, it's been nine months or so, and we're on the verge of launching that next week. Uh, so it is an extraordinary effort by the enterprise. I would say that many people have a lot of issues with the matrix, uh, but this is one where the matrix really came together. There's groups within six divisions uh, that's working on, over 180 people working on this project uh, to get it delivered from when the EO uh, made the decision to launching it next week. So we're really excited about uh, launching this site in the U.S. and, and uh, allowing our customers uh, to place orders on the internet for cat parts. Let's talk a little bit about what this is like. It's not surprising, of course, that customers want to buy parts online the way they buy almost everything else um, these days. What are the complications, though, involved with Caterpillar doing this? Yeah, so you, if you think about online, it seems very obvious. You know, like you said, Mike, we buy clothes, we buy electronics, we buy everything online. The difficulty for CAT is that if you compare it to retail, most of the product there are new product that gets turned quickly. So you're not, you don't have to support equipment that's 40 or 50 years old for Caterpillar. We have equipment, our brand promise is that as long as the equipment is working, we're going to be able to deliver parts for customers. So in order for us to be able to provide that solution, that's one of the difficulty, is, is being able to support equipment for that, um, that amount of time. The second one is our business model is really going through our dealers. And so traditionally, we, for most of our parts anyway, I know in energy and transportation, there are us like solar, they go direct. But for most of our products, we go to dealers and we've been working with dealers. So we do have partsatcat.com available for our dealers, uh, cust customers to go to our dealer and buy it today. But that experience has been very inconsistent. We have over 45 dealers in the US. And so different dealers have various stage of deployment. So with this particular uh, myparts.cat.com site that we're going to be launching, uh, we're going to fulfill it both from our CAT DC and from our dealers. And so we really will have the best of both worlds once we get all of our dealers on board because we can guarantee shipment next day, two day, or the normal three to seven days, or through our dealer branches, we can offer customers the ability to pick up so which is really one of the differentiation for utilizing all of our dealers' branches uh, to, to offer that service. But I would say that the complication is that we have lots of dealers that we have to integrate into different business system, being able to look at the inventory and being able to identify where the inventory is at to give the customers the ability to pick up. 
So I would say those are some of the complications for us, but, but also opportunity for us, which gives us an advantage over like an Amazon and others who really doesn't have a yeah. footprint for customers to come and pick it up if they needed to get it right now. You know, the, the, the scale of this must be overwhelming at times. And, and then you have the fact that we started as a brick and mortar company. We're not an Amazon, we're not a, 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 an internet company. Um, in our DNA, we're trying to we're trying to become that. I, I would imagine then that that leads to just day to day obstacles that you have to overcome. I mean, do do you find people just coming in coming to you every day and saying, "Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that?" No, I would say for the most part, uh, you know, we have great people at Caterpillar, and and going from a brick and mortar to an online. Uh, Nigel would always say there are muscles that we have never exercised. And so I think that's the challenge is to get to more of the thinking about how to get customer online. How do I go out to social media and get customers so that they come to our site? How do I do that? So those are the muscles that we typically don't exercise at CAT because we never had to. So that's the, I think that's the challenge, Mike, is really trying to think through and say, how would an Amazon or how would some online company that never had uh, the manufacturing footprint, how would we think like them to be able to offer the solution to our, co uh, to our customers? And I would say that as I look at the site and I look at what we have developed, uh, we're going to be able to offer customers an Amazon-like experience to be able to go online, look up the parts, add the parts to the carts, pay with their credit card, and have it shipped. So we're, we're, we're really excited uh, to do that. But it's really about exercising muscles that we haven't done before. And, and that's the challenge for us, is, is to make sure that we consistently be aware of that. Because that's, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And so that could be a weakness if we don't focus on that. Cho, let's talk about your leadership style, whether you're piloting a program like this or just your day-to-day -day dealing uh, with people. You're, you're a big believer in effective communication, yet you told me there was a time not so long ago where you actually dreaded presentations. Why, why was that? You know, I'm, uh, I, I don't really like presentation, Mike. Uh, it's not one that's in my uh, DNA. Um, so, but I, I also know that as you work across a company like Caterpillar and you have many division and you have a, a matrix organization, communicating effectively is key to a project success. And, and so it's one areas where I, I know it's something I don't like. And so I've been working very hard to make sure that that's effective. Uh, like, like I mentioned, just like this e-commerce, there's six divisions that people need to understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, where we're at. Uh, and so being able to effectively communicate that across the organization uh, to execute is critical. The other piece is that you have to be able to tell your leaders and uh, you know the leaders in the organization on what's going on and be able to have that. So there's different communication that you have to go within your team and as you communicate it up, as you communicate up. So it's, it's one that uh, I struggle with, uh, but I think as, as 
As people progress within the company, that is a key job scope or job skill set that everybody needs to have in order to execute effectively. Was there a particular moment, an event that had you rethink about the way you were going to talk to people in front of people? You know, uh, it's a th thanks for asking that. I, I would say the the one event that really changed my perspective on communication uh, was when I was in China, and and uh, my my boss at the time, Carl Carl Weiss, he was the he was the product manager for SEM, and for me, I dreaded. I dreaded presentation, so I want to get in, get out, speak as fast and get out. And I remember seeing Carl in a meeting. Uh, there was lots of people, dealers, people involved, and he was just extremely calm. And he just took time to go through each of the slides and talk about the key points, and he checks for understanding, and he just kind of stay there until he got people to understand what it was that he was trying to communicate. And I just remember that event and I was just saying, wow, that is terrific, right? That's exactly what I wanted to do. And so I've been trying to shape my presentation around that is just to be very conversational at times mm -hmm. and, and just get people to understand what it is that I'm trying to communicate. But I would say that was one that's been uh, that's always in the back of my mind in terms of how to, how to be a more a more effective communicator was was that meeting. You know, there's some people listening to this who probably have that same fear of speaking in public. What would be your advice to them? You know, I would say that uh, for me, uh, for me, uh, it wasn't because I. So one is that you should always know your content and know what it is that you're gonna communicate about. So don't ever go into a meeting unprepared. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that's the very first one. But f for me, it wasn't about that most of the time. It was just the nervousness and the excitement and the adrenaline just causes me to talk very fast. And, and the more I get nervous, the faster I talk. And so what I would recommend, <clears throat> first is know your topic, but then just try to go more conversational. Uh, I find effective, more of the more effective the communication is not that you're presenting to people, it's like, but you are having a conversation with people and trying to get through your points and your ideas. And, and there are questions that they will have and be able to answer those questions in such a way that it's, a like I said, more of conversational uh, speaking type of style. So that's what I've been trying to mimic for a long time. So some days are, it's successful, other days uh, it's not. Uh, but but at least I know uh, uh, go where I try to be. Uh, where I try to get to. But see, th this podcast is proof of how far you've come. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see. We'll You're see. You're doing exactly it's, those things. It's still uh, there's still time to go here, Mike. <laughs> You've had a long Caterpillar career. Your 30th anniversary is May 31st. Um, you've lived in a variety of places. You've lived in Peoria. You've lived, as you mentioned, in China. And now Geneva. Was this all part of your plan when you applied to Caterpillar? <laughs> That's a, it's a great question, but it's really, it's, it's a big accident. Uh, so I, I'm an electrical engineer graduate from Purdue. And so when I graduated, 
I had aspirations of Intel, working for Intel, HP, going out to California, mm -hmm. doing circuit design, writing software. So I didn't even know what Caterpillar was when I interviewed uh, uh, back in 88. And the only reason... What do you think they did? I don't, I didn't know. I didn't know. My, my goal, my, my wife, uh, my, my fiance at the time was a junior. So she had one more year of school left. And so I didn't want to go to California because I figured if I go to California, the chances of coming back and see her wasn't very, very often. So I wanted to find someone close. And so I went and interviewed anywhere within a few hours uh, of Lafayette and Caterpillar was it. And if you recall back in 88, the only thing that we had that's electronics were sensors, you know, very mm -hmm. basic sensors and maybe a four-bit uh, processor on one of the engines. But that was about it. So not a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, uh, things that an, an electrical engineers uh, would want to, to come and work for. But, but I will tell you, accidents, uh, things happen for reasons. Uh, so I joined CAD in 88, and that's been the best move of my, of my uh, career. It's been my only company, and like you said, I have 30 years uh, this year. When did you know it was a good fit? You know, I would say that I started at the tech center, and when I got to the tech center, it just felt good, right? Cat Cat is an excellent company. I like I said, it's the only company that I've been with, uh, and and I really really enjoy all of the opportunity and all of the work that I've been uh, that I have at Cat. Uh, so, so that first week uh, at Cat, and it's funny that first week, and I, I tell this story to my friend. That first week when I started working, there was a gentleman retiring at the end of that week, and I just re I just thought to myself, I said, I can't imagine being at that stage, but I can imagine it now, <laughs> with 30 years. But uh, it's it's been a terrific uh, Cat. Give us all of the opportunities. Uh, it's a global company, uh, so you can have the chance to work in many many different places. Uh, meet with many, many different customers, uh, and do a lot of uh, different activities. I would have never thought I would be doing e-commerce, right? And and so you get you get those type of opportunities if you work hard and 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 put your mind to it and get yourself prepared. Do you find yourself selling younger people on the fact that Caterpillar is maybe not what they think it is? I do. I will tell you, I have sons uh, that are in college right now, uh, and, and, and uh, I, when I mentioned to them, I said, hey, you should uh, think about looking at CAT. Mm -hmm. And I would say the past five years has been very difficult uh, for us, uh, and that has resonated, went out to the college community, because initially they said, well, Dad, I don't, why would I want to go up there? Because all I hear in the news is you're laying off people. But so I have uh, done some selling. Good news is, you know, my second boy is coming to work for Caterpillar and he's an accountant. He's coming to work for Caterpillar. And so I think, you know, every company goes to a bit of a hard time and, and we need to make the adjustment as we need as the industry contract. And, and so I think Caterpillar has made the decision that we need to make uh, for the long term survival of the company. And so now it's building, like you said, selling and building uh, the Caterpillar brand to the, the college campus and others. But you know, we're, we have been a very successful company. We're the leader in our industry. 
And so there are bumps in the road, but I, I don't see that as, a, as an issue. We mentioned uh, you live in Geneva now. What do your wife and you enjoy doing when, uh, when you're over there and getting to have Europe at, uh, at your fingertips? You know, uh, so we're empty nesters now. So our boys are all in college. Uh, so we, uh, it's just my wife and I. And so we're taking advantage of visiting all of the countries. Uh, I mean, all of the countries and all the nice cities in Europe. So. Uh, we've, uh, we've been visiting uh, long weekends, uh, so it's very, there's some very nice uh, cities in Europe. So it's been a good opportunity. For and me. I understand you play a little golf. I do. I love golf. So, uh, you know, the good news is my wife uh, likes to sleep late on the weekend, and so I like to play early in the weekend, so that seems to work out for us. <laughs> Have you had a chance to play some of the great courses, even like over in uh, Scotland or England? I haven't. I haven't. That, that is one of my uh, goal, is to do that. But I did get a chance to play at the French National Course. So they are playing the Ryder Cup there this year. So I did get a chance to play that last year. So. Want to share what you shot? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, golf is a, it's a, it's a, you got a long time to perfect your, your skills. And so I'm going to keep on working at it until I can't, st I can't golf anymore. No, I understand. It's a terrific game, but it's one that is so frustrating and uh, so uh, enjoyable at the same time. I don't know how that works, but it, it is. Hey, we know you're a busy man at a really, really busy time. We appreciate you taking the time, Joe, to uh, sit down and talk with us. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the, the opportunity. And our thanks to you for tuning in. If you haven't already, check out gamby.cat.com slash podcast and you'll get to hear this and many more. Be sure to stay tuned, in fact, for more Gamby Lessons in Leadership podcasts.